get started with episode eight and it feels like I've been doing this for a lot longer than two months but um, I'm, <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying it and I it's one of the things that really uh, keeps me motivated and and um, like keeps me reading and and finding things to to talk about <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm really loving it and so this is love your shelf and today uh, joining me is Sonia Schultz. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. And she is librarian extraordinaire for Nacogdoches <laughs> Independent School District. And uh, she works at the high school. So I know things are have been pretty crazy for you too. A pretty wild spring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and unlike any other. Unlike any, that's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But she and I have have uh, collaborated a lot in the past few years since I've um, been in Nacogdoches and uh, the school librarians and other librarians that I've gotten to know here in town are truly inspirational and they're doing great work and we all I think you you might completely disagree but I think that we are all (laughs) that we're all working um, really well together and I think so too. It's been such a joy. I mean, we're, we, we want to do more in the future too. I mean, it's just, we're better together, friend. We're better together. And, and we, yeah, so we're talking about ways to do that going forward and all that stuff. But right now you're technically on vacation, right? I am. I'm actually, it is, yes, it is summer break, although (laughs) not a tremendous amount, you know, has changed (laughs) just you know, I, right. officially, I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Summer, Summer break. break. Yeah. Summer well, break. and that's always been the main difference. I think they're one of the biggest differences between your job and mine is that all the times when you're having a break, that's my busy time. <laughs> right yeah y'all are hopping in the summer and so even now you know we're trying to keep it going and do things that that you know people want to participate in and we're um, open to people ordering ahead and coming to pick up books so we're trying to keep that going and I love this so much I've I've I mean you'll have done a great job of making that known um via your social media and the things you're doing are so cool I love all the things you're doing for for kids and I just y'all are a treasure for Nacogdoches well, thank you. Really you. we do enjoy like I don't normally do all of the kids stuff I usually do the teen and adult stuff mostly and so but we're right. kind of since we we're a very small staff we had to kind of decide what we were going to focus on so that we could put out something that we felt had some kind of quality to it so (laughs) right (laughs) so we're you know focusing on children's stuff because that's the most important I I think we you know we want to maintain that connection with kids and kids coming to get books at the library while they're out of school so important yes so 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 we're we're working on it we're it's always changing too so we never know you know what's going to happen from one day to the next and so that keeps us on our toes for sure right that keeps life <laughs> exciting <laughs> I'm so that is such a positive statement I like that but uh 
Well, I mean, you know, it's going to happen yeah. regardless. So you got to put that right. positive spin on it because <laughs> otherwise you're like, oh no, what's headed my way next? <laughs> yeah. We have those days too, but mostly, mostly they're fun. <laughs> and we, we crack each right, other up. Right. I was saying after the last round of videos that we did that, um, the outtakes at the end of the summer, I think, are going to be the best part of this. So, uh, I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot yeah. wait. I'm so looking forward to it. You know, knowing the personalities of you guys that work up there, it's. I know it's going to yeah, be a crack up. So we are getting into costumes <laughs> now. So just wait. oh mm-hmm. fun. Okay. All right. Yes. So. The good stuff is happening. Yes. <laughs> we decided to go all out if we were going to do it at all. So we'll see how it goes. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So basically in this podcast, what we've been doing, and this just kind of, this is just sort of, we said, hey, let's do a podcast so we can, you know, keep in contact with people. And it just turned into us talking about what we're reading and watching and listening to. So um, mm-hmm. that's what I've invited you to to talk about. And the first thing I always like to get started because I'm you know, dominating like that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it helps right. ease the way oh, see, for the again, guests. Again, you're putting right? that yeah, positive no, like spin it. on my my bad behavior. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first, the book that I'm going to talk about first, I just started reading, and uh, it's a by Sigrid Nunez, who I've never heard of, and and she apparently has other books too that also look good. And the title is What Are You Going Through? And so that was, that grabbed me, you know, right off. Yeah. And (laughs) it doesn't come out until September, but I have an advanced copy. So, uh, oh, don't you love that perk? And so (laughs) I still like almost like, you know, clap my hands greedily whenever I get to open up one of those, but. (laughs) <laughs> me too it's like i don't know it's like birthdays and christmas and all of it all exactly. up into one. Yeah. very exciting yeah and so and i also have a thing about it's apparently um the epigraphs in in novels are always like uh, really catch my mm-hmm. attention i always want to share those so the one in this book is um the love of our neighbor and all its fullness simply means being able to say what are you going through and that's uh, from Simone Weil, who was a French or was a French philosopher um, in the 30s. And oh, yeah. Nice. And so um, that was attention getting. And then Simone Weil also, like, as I was, you know, thinking about this and looking up stuff, I found another quote from her um, that is uh, attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. Oh, I, I know. And it really made me think about like what we are doing so much, especially it's really brought into focus now that every day we're making these choices about what's going to get our attention, you know, and yeah. it really does kind of change how you that idea of being generous to give something attention changes how you think about what you're doing with your time, you know. Right. There's an intentionality yeah. behind that and a care behind that. I yeah. Really and that. so that really, that all really struck me. And that's before I even got into the book itself. Um, <laughs> but I'm already in love I with know. it. I don't even, I don't, yeah. So the first thing that struck me about the novel is that it's, um, and it is fiction, but it's, um, 
this really kind of brusque language. It's almost like it made me want to think that uh, or want to say, but I kind of hesitant to say it. It's that it's kind of almost a masculine way of writing. Right. So is it like a, a Hemingway-ish? Exactly. A little bit, kind, a little bit okay, direct, gotcha. you know, just kind of like, here's the detail. Mm-hmm. And the, it's told yeah. by this uh, for, uh, narrator who who writes, um, just describing this Airbnb that's super cozy and all of these, like, you know, it's plush and nice. And then she says, um, what most people call cozy, gemütlich or hygge, which, you know, we love the hygge around here. Mm. we do we Um, love it others find stifling and she's like i don't like all this stuff and so right from the outset i was like okay this is an interesting person that i want to i want to you know spend some time thinking about how this Mm -hmm. person thinks so that's that's all i'll say except that it's kind of like this it's um written in uh how do I say? She's has these interactions with people, so she's sort of describing like events, but in a kind of straightforward way. But it seems like it's building to something, which I so I haven't finished it, but it seems like something. It's not just going to be all of these like encounters that she has. It's gonna something's gonna happen. So okay, it's gonna build to yes, something. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All so, right. That yeah. So that's the main um, thing I'm reading. Usually, I have several going at one time. But <laughs> me too. I get it. But that's that's the the main thing. So how about you? Well, um, I have several things Yay. going at one time because you know, um, living that <laughs> librarian life. Um, so I'm listening to the audio book, um, by Jason Reynolds of Stamped. Oh, yes. And can I just take a moment to say that I am probably? I mean, I know he has a lot of fans. Okay, but I. I'm probably one of the top 10, like, most ridiculously adoring of Jason Reynolds fans ever. Um, So, you know, one of the perks of the job is that sometimes you get to meet authors. And I was, you know, I was standing in line to get a book signed years ago. And he complimented me on my sweater because I'm a librarian because I wear cardigans. And, um, <laughs> and it was like, we just, he was the, here's the thing. He had this overwhelming kindness and genius Mm. about him that was just you know his brilliance is just palpable but um the audiobook so i'm listening to it on audio and his voice is he's a he's you know a writer and a spoken word poet and he is just oh just him reading this is beautiful and and it just hits you in a different way i think um although i'm sure you know reading the words on the page is good too i love jason reading (laughs) in my ear um and plus he always talks about how much he loves his mama so you know i just yeah i mean i love this i love this man he's fantastic so that's one um i have just started reading the new elizabeth acevedo book clap when you Mm -hmm. land oh Oh, I love her too. She um, is also a spoken word poet, and this is a novel in verse. Oh. And it's about two sisters: one who lives in the states, and one who lives in uh, the Dominican Republic. And um, not giving anyway any spoiler, but on the day that that the girl's father is supposed to land in the Dominican, he is killed in a mm. plane crash, and so. Um, cause that happens, you know, I'm like, you can read that on the front <laughs> and, um, not, not giving a spoiler. And then it's just the girls trying to figure out 
um, who they are in relation to that, learning about their father um, as a man and not just, you know, their father. I think as children, mm. we see our parents as just this entity of a, of a parent and not realizing, <laughs> oh, they're a whole total person <laughs> with lots of facets. Um, so that's been great. Um, okay. And then this is kind of a rando <laughs> book that I'm about to tell you about. Okay. I have this thing for re- reading really great cookbooks. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, not like just the right, re- it's not like I go, oh my gosh, three quarter cup squash. <laughs> yes. That is so fascinating. But it's, but you know, when they have little vignettes or oh, stories yeah, or, or whatever, I love that. So there is a new one that I am in love with, and it's called, are you ready for this? A Good Meal is Hard oh, to Find. Come on. Yeah. So, you know, I had to, I had to get it because, um, and so <laughs> A Good Meal is Hard to Find, storied recipes from the Deep South. Oh my gosh. And, right. And so here's the thing. There's these two friends. One is a, an artist. She's a painter. And um, her name is Amy Evans, I believe. And then there's a writer, a, a cookbook writer, um, who, you know, cooks all the time, as I'm assuming all cookbook mm-hmm. writers do, um, named Martha. And they got together. So Amy has these quirky, really interesting paintings. And she started making up stories <laughs> about the people who would own the things in the paintings. Mm-hmm. So, like... Let's say she collected some oddball, quirky things from the 30s and painted this really beautiful thing with, you know, an old Duke's mayonnaise jar and, you know, some, and she, then she would make up a story about the lady who owned oh, yeah. that. And so they got together and wrote these recipes <laughs> with these little stories about these women based on these paintings. And I just thought it was the coolest thing, you know, like there are these two friends getting together and using their talents in this really oddball, offbeat way. That's just the most fun. I ever. love that. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. Plus, I mean, a Flannery O'Connor like title. Yeah. I the riff on the title. I, it was too much for me to not get. I, I had you to. know, I love me some Southern Gothic and a, a cookbook that's like, I mean, I it's. <laughs> it's all the, yeah. the Venn diagram like this is in the center of what yes yeah. it hits <laughs> it hits all the things well and that is truly like you know a good man is hard to find is my favorite Flannery yes. story not that it makes me necessarily want to sit down to a meal <laughs> no, but... no. <laughs> but... <laughs> but I appreciated the riff on the name yeah so. and you know that it's somebody that uses that title that you're going to be simpatico with whatever it is that they're about to do you know yeah absolutely yeah i think i think you know really i would recommend this as like a book if somebody wants to get a gift for someone who is i don't know quirky and enjoys things like i do it's a great i am gonna be buying that one for the library so thank you yeah yeah, you're (laughs) very welcome (laughs) i'm so glad like like, this is just my absolute favorite thing to hear from people whose opinions i really care about to hear like what they're doing and reading and it's just the best thing I agree. I was making yes. notes. I was making notes when you were talking about. I know. Books. I was trying to be really quiet because I had to turn the page of my notebook to write, and I thought I was making too much noise. But um, I'm also I'm I'm watching stuff too lately, and I was kind of looking for some things because I got through with 
Outlander and I got through with some other stuff that was pretty dark. So I was looking mm-hmm. for some lightness mm-hmm. and I landed on um, Lodge 49. It's on Hulu. Have you heard oh, of it? Okay. I have not. So... I'm writing it down. <laughs> but then, and I only discovered this today, I just started season two of it. And I discovered that they canceled it after the two seasons. So I am so bummed, but I don't want that to prevent people from starting it because it's, it's worthwhile. And okay. So it's worth seeing, even though it's going to dash for heart. I mean, you know, there's things like that, I guess. Yeah. And then we can all band together and demand that they keep making it, you know, because I think that's what we should do. (laughs) Yes. Good plan. I think Paul Giamatti is the producer of it, so he seems like he would be receptive. Oh, I think so. He seems like (laughs) such a nice guy, doesn't he? Yeah. (laughs) If you, it reminded me of another show, another obscure show that was canceled after one season from a long time. I think it was in mid 2000s. Um, It was on HBO. It was called John from Cincinnati. And hmm. no, I never. Saw yeah, it would, it didn't last very long, and it it was. But I had kind of just abs- sort of started it right when it you know came out, and so um, otherwise, I don't think I was, maybe I was the, one of ten people who watched the show. But, um, <laughs> it was very bizarre, and it's about um, this family of surfers, and then this g- dude shows up. And he sort of throws their life into chaos and it's, but he's almost like a messiah figure kind of, and it's really, oh. yeah, very wackadoo is the best way I can describe it. Okay. I like that <laughs> And so I was watching it um, and it's kind of the same time period. I was also watching another show that got canceled, Carnival that I was watching to see what where this was going to go and both of them were canceled before you got to see where they were so I'm really hoping that we can make Lodge 49 happen so right I just feel like they owe it to the fans anyway (laughs) some sort of closure Lodge 49 there's this character the main character is Dud and his last name is Dudley and he's a surfer and he's he at the beginning of the show he had gone to a surfing trip in Ecuador and gotten bitten by a poisonous or venomous snake and it never healed and so he's no longer able to surf and so he's just couch surfing with his sister wherever he can land and then um, he's a sort of a similar character not I wouldn't say messiah character necessarily but it's sort of He's more simple, I guess, than than that. But okay. Definitely, like strange things start happening um, at this point. Oh, okay. So he's intriguing and special something is special in some about kind of him, way. although nobody thinks that he is. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah. And so okay. it kind of it's a slow build. You know, at first it just seems like. Um, it's sort of brightly colored and it's shot like a comedy, you know? So you're thinking, oh, this is just, he's like this hapless character and, you know, wackiness will ensue, right? You know, it's, that's what it seems like. (laughs) But then weird stuff starts happening and it's like 
they kind of with increasing frequency oddball strange and sometimes dark stuff happens and so you don't really know like what it is that they're trying to get to you know so very yeah. intriguing and then um the so he it sort of early on he is drawn to this sort of nondescript building and he goes up to it and and this man lets him in and and he's he feels like he's been there before the dud does and says you know i remember seeing the throne room and like opens these doors and he sees this room that looks you know it's like a throne room right and it turns out that it's this lodge lodge 49 and that there's this order secret order kind of i guess um that mm-hmm. I love secret yes, societies. Exactly. Okay. And yeah. so they do, you know, this is where they like have their meetings, or whatever it's building. And he decides that he, you know, well, obviously he needs to join this because he was drawn to this place. And mm-hmm. it's the ancient and benevolent order of the links is what it's called. Okay. <laughs> right. And so it's, it's very right. silly stuff, you know, at the beginning. But then mm-hmm. there, it turns out that there's more to it. So there's, I just had this flash of the movie, the the old movie Peggy Sue got married with her grandfather. Oh my gosh! And right, like the trying to make someone time travel, make her time yes. travel. It's so yes. Funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is such a perfect. I hadn't thought about that movie in a long time. <laughs> that is such a wacky movie. Me too. either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly perfect. So, uh, yes, so if you're familiar with that movie, this has got a whole flavor of that. And (laughs) Lodge 49 is a reference to the crying of Lot 49 by Tension. And that's also um, definitely another recommendation of mine if you haven't read that book. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, That's a high recommendation. Yes, it is. I actually, mm-hmm. re- watching this show, I've decided I'm going to go read that book again, um, which I'm mm-hmm. sure I have somewhere around here. But <laughs> it is sort of a conspiracy theory, sort of what's it's at, at the center of that book. And it's also okay. very um, wacky and, and absurd. I think absurd is probably the best uh, term for... I love something absurd. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, think that, I think you would like both of those things, actually. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds and great. Then in the episode last night, they one of the characters says, um, just sort of out of nowhere, the author is dead. And you know that's a reference to the um, essay in the '60s by Bart, the French, another French philosopher mm-hmm. here, um, mm-hmm. referring mm-hmm. to the death of the author, and which is a further upon on. Um, well, the English way of saying it is La Morte de Arthur by Sir Thomas Mallory, right. the Arthurian legend. Yeah. And so... So this is super intriguing to me. I think I need to... Yeah. It's yeah. very layered and complex and um, it really didn't, you know, it creeps up on you as you're watching the series. At first, it's kind of like, uh, this looks like it's supposed to look <laughs> like it's funny, but it's not that funny. And then uh, but yeah, but it it really picks up as you see all of these okay. things that they're layering in there. So, uh, 
Well, based on that recommendation, I'm going to put that Good, on my yeah. list. Let me know what you think about it. Sometimes I feel like yeah, for sure. I'm, I get into something and then somebody else will watch it and be like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hopefully you would like it. And then another show sure. that I also thought or started about the same time looking for something light is uh, Upload, which is on Amazon Prime. And it just it just mm-hmm. came out. It's one season, and it's about a man who, um, in the first episode, he dies, <laughs> and so which is you know comedy gold and um, <laughs> a comedy gold right there. <laughs> he, he dies, and sure. sort of in this near future, alternative future, where um, people can uh, be uploaded, have their consciousness uploaded into like the cloud and live there oh (laughs) okay yes and again so it's some it's an absurd concept and and Mm -hmm. super ridiculous i mean and yet is it yeah you know so that's sort of 2020 has been pretty weird so far might as well upload ourselves (laughs) yes just upload and so the main character who's the the dead guy is uh nathan and then he has a quote-unquote angel who's basically like his individualized tech support person, you know. Like, gotcha. Yeah, yeah for his yeah, upload. Yeah, who like yeah. kind of monitors him and makes sure everything's okay. Um, you have to be really tight with your IT, yeah. man. That's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it turns out that he also, when he died, had a fiance who's uber wealthy. And so she's able to provide him to be like in this um like really expensive sort of I mean for lack of a better word heaven you know whatever place yeah to be. um yeah. and so it's like this a top tier kind of <laughs> exactly. place so it's this gorgeous yeah. hotel um at that where he lives with these other people who are also uploaded right because <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. say dead they say you know uploaded and <laughs> <laughs> she basically it's it's it, pretty quickly you realize like the the implications of all of this are pretty also dark and bleak because she owns him essentially like yeah and she's paying for him to experience the afterlife and if she stops then he either ceases to exist or can't you know doesn't have a good experience or you know it's so are their bodies still like somewhere like i mean are they like plugged into a okay so they're not like this is not like some long-term virtual reality situation which is what i was like picturing first where their bodies are still like hey we're alive we're just our brain is (laughs) (laughs) no no he's he's completely gone like um completely gone oh yeah wow he just exists you know as a in virtual reality that's crazy yes. wild and so okay. it's it's another one that like and it's also shot and it's like it looks colorful and bright and you know like all of the the um the actual technology is really like fun and interesting like they have they can 3d print like on the on not in the virtual world but in the real world they can 3d print mm-hmm. their food and you know have self-driving cars and all this like amazing technology, but it kind of 
you know, set, upsets this idea that all this technological advance, advancement is a positive thing, you know, because it's right. bringing up all these questions about commodification and how can you, how can mm-hmm. you own a person? It's the shadow side. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, or is it, is it a person anymore? And so there's characters who don't believe, they believe that they're just like fabrications and they're not the actual consciousness. And right. So. I mean, that's pretty deep, like for a light, like show. (laughs) I was looking for something light. So this is my life. I end up, that's what always happens to me. I'm like, I want a comedy. And then I'm like sitting here going, oh my God, what is, what is humanity? And what's the soul? Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. And then the whole idea of like, he exists in a, in a, you know, like on a hard drive or something, you know, and his fiance Mm -hmm. owns him. I don't know how you feel about your significant other, but that's chilling to me. <laughs> like, you get, um, in a, you, yeah, you no. get in a fight no, and then yeah. you right. get unplugged, you know. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. No, not a good, no. no. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm a control freak anyway. <laughs> so that, I don't think that yeah, would Yeah, no, it would be very unsettling. Deeply. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. So... I I think that's pretty much the things that have been occupying my time. Do you have other things besides reading that you're doing? Yeah. Um, so I, I too have been doing some binging of the things. Um, I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so two of my favorites, um, one that has just started during this pandemic that I have loved and like listen as soon as they come out um is unlocking us by Brene Brown oh yeah yeah I find her very fascinating and I think she's had a very um interesting selection of guests Mm -hmm. on there I always um the thing I like about Brene is that (laughs) Brene is the we're neighbors (laughs) good old Brene and I um Brene Brown is a Texas girl Mm -hmm. and I relate to her very much in the it takes work to be vulnerable because I too was raised very pull yourself up by the bootstraps, you know, put your big girl panties on and handle life. And so I appreciate that, that it is um, like, it's, I I have to do intentional work to be vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't come naturally to me. Um, So I've enjoyed hers. And then one that I um, needed to get a little caught up on uh, was ear hustle. I don't know if you've ever heard of ear hustle, but um, it's one of my favorites. So it's recorded inside San Quentin prison. And it is about life inside, what it's like um, in prison. Now San Quentin in the seventies and early eighties was known as this, you know, horrible, really, really Mm -hmm. scary place. And since, I don't know, maybe the the mid nineties, they've really changed over to having a lot of programming that helps with recidivism and um really helps with rehabilitation and giving people skills and and making useful time Mm -hmm. you know that's all you got there time nothing but time so um the cool thing is there are inmates incarcerated people who have have skills and have received more training so that there's work done on the inside um and then um, there are people on the outside. So there's some volunteers. There's a woman named Nigel Poor who is an artist, and um, she kind of started it. Anyway, it's really fascinating because it answers lots of questions like, you know, 
what is life like on the on the daily in there and what does it mean um for people who you know have kids on the outside like how how are you able to keep your family unit going and it's just been a real eye-opener for me so um yeah ear hustle it's it's a it's a really good do you know how long it's been around is it um a couple years yeah a couple years um and it's interesting because when they go on lockdown they can't you know (laughs) Because it's made in a prison. Although one of the <laughs> one of the co-hosts is a man named Erlon Woods, and his sentence was commuted. Oh wow! He, um, yeah, and so he is now living on the outside, and um, so that's been a really cool thing to listen to too—the difference in his life, mm-hmm. you know—and um, still working on that. Um, and besides podcast, I also love to watch some stuff. Um, I'm I'm kind of a documentary yes. gal. And on Netflix, there is this great documentary. I think the name of it is um, That Little Band from Texas. But it is a documentary about ZZ Top. Oh, yeah. Which is so well done. And I I don't know. It was just joyful and funny and um, super interesting. I really, like, that was a good hour of my time Uh or so. uh You know, that was was a good one. Um, And then... I've been, I just started watching this one and okay, I'm going to be very honest with you. I've not read this book, the salt, fat, acid, heat book. I love both the book and that show. Oh, the show. So good. And it is perfect. Okay. Again, this isn't going to sound great, but it's perfect background. Like if I'm Mm -hmm. doing, like if I'm writing in my journal, cause you know, you and I both do the whole Bujo bullet Mm -hmm. journal thing. If I'm writing in my journal or like I'm thinking about other things, but I want some kind of background, it's so lovely and, and delightful to have that on. And I can like go in and out of really paying Mm -hmm. attention. It's nice. (laughs) No, I I love shows like that that you can just, because I I am a multitasker. I never just sit and watch something or just, you know, focus on something. So yeah, I love that. But yeah. she's so great. Yeah. It just as a character, as a person, you know, not character, but. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. So, you know, that's pretty much. Oh, oh, and there's another show on there that is like a documentary um, miniseries called The Innocent Man. Have I you have seen, not that, seen one? that one? Okay, so it is based on things that happen in this tiny town in Oklahoma that's kind of near where I'm from so I'm from the north Texas mm-hmm. area and there's a little town called Ada Oklahoma. oh I know that yeah and yeah and there were these two really heinous murders that kind of went unsolved anyway um the writer John Grisham his only non-fiction work is based right. on yeah yeah i'm familiar with them. this stuff right okay so it is really fascinating i have to tell you like super fascinating um man i was riveted and i'm not even super much of a true crime person but but wow like i guess the thing that struck me about it was the um the way that we have pushed for people to solve the case, solve the case, solve mm-hmm. the case. And, um, you know, when I get that, I mean, you don't want some psycho killer running around. It makes you feel unsettled. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, innocent people 
have been hurt in the process of that. And just the, the background story of these people and the, the fight to um, have some justice and what happened to all of the, all of the people involved ha- has been very oh, super unsettling and interesting. And it just, I was riveted by that I'm going to have to check that out. And I'm, I'm really interested that, you know, a couple of your selections are, um, related to like the notion of social justice and these things that we're all really questioning right now, you know, because we've we've got to figure out a way to um, address these systemic issues that we have and doing things like you're talking about in, in San Quentin that are happening there where they, when, you know, when you treat people like people Mm -hmm. and you try to give them um, tools and, make use of their time while they're there instead of just treating them, you know, like something less than human, which, which has been proven not to rehabilitate. Not to work. (laughs) Right. Does not work. It makes the problem worse. And so, and you know, same thing with, um, with what you're talking about with the innocent man is there's so many, there's so many issues and, and all of these things that are sort of tied up all together and it's really coming to obviously to a head very violently right now right and right I kind of t- it ties into the 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 thing that I was going to mention as being my the thing that ha- makes me happy this week has been the um protests that are going on in Nacogdoches yes that they've been such a like a, a bright spot for me to see and participate in and to witness and the people that are coming together nonviolently, peacefully, and it's it, beautiful. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's given me a lot yes. of hope that that we will all be able to continue to come together to learn and grow. Um, yeah, you know, to know better and therefore exactly, do better. Exactly, and and yeah. to yeah, to learn, educate ourselves, and and to really you know interrogate our systems and 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 each other and hold each other accountable and um i think it's yeah I agree. it's a community building yeah effort. that's a beautiful yeah. thing yeah well for me i for me i just think it's important um you know i i love texas yep. i'm from here i love the south i love america and all of those things do not mean that i don't see the problems within each <laughs> one of those and want to make right. them better Right. I mean, if I look at my children as much as I love them, I don't just go, oh, well, whatever you do, I'm just going to say you're the greatest. (laughs) You know, I look at my kids and I go, oh, well, this needs to be, you know, fixed. This is not how we behave. So then we work on improving Mm -hmm. that. Right. Like it's with it's a loving thing to look at your shadow side and do the work. That is a loving. Exactly. And and just like with yourself, if you're not questioning your own yourself, your motives, you know, your actions then you're just mindless and you're not, you know, same thing with you can, you have to question your systems and your, your society. You, you can't just. It's so important. No, I agree. Otherwise you might as well just be uploaded to the cloud. <laughs> exactly. right? You're giving over your power yes, to someone else exactly. entirely. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, so that's been that. And then I also have started the um, African-American history from emancipation to the present Yale course that's online Ooh, yes and mm-hmm. yes that? it's very good and I kind of put a post out and said hey was anybody else want to do this with me 
And so, yeah, that. so I've got a, you know, several friends who are going to do it too. And we'll, we'll like talk about it. And so I'm excited about it. And, you know, and, you know, there are, I, I know a lot of things about that because I have been, you know, curious about that, you know, since I was a kid, mm-hmm. but um, right. there's still always more to learn and, and you'll, you know, have your, your eyes opened, I guess. That's still true. And, and once you know, you can't unknow. Yep. And so you need to move forward. I think that's awesome. Yes. Well, so anyway, so I, I'd like to know what is mm-hmm. making you happy this week. Ooh, what's making me happy this week. So honestly, so many things are making me oh, happy this good. week. So <clears throat> yeah. So um, I, you know, librarians, right. We, we love books and we love tech. Mm-hmm. And so I did um, a Wakelet training. I don't know if you've um, heard, I've of, heard of it, I have, but I haven't played with it. <sighs> super fun. I love it. It's super fun. It's it's just a really easy curation tool. And it's it wasn't even um, originally made for educators or librarians. It was just, you know, for anybody. You could curate recipes you like or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's far less messy to look at. It's, like, not as visually um I don't know, appalling as sometimes Pinterest Uh, can be. It's like, it feels, Pinterest is very aggressive in in all of the Mm -hmm. images, right? Um, Wakelet is more, it it doesn't have a a cloud of things that you put into list. You find what you want and you put them Mm -hmm. into your lists, right? Um, It has little abilities to do a flip grid and, and that those kind of things completely within the platform of Wakelet and it's all free. Uh It's great. Try it out. Wakelet.com, right? So they had a Wakelet community week and they had these amazing trainings with just, I mean, okay. So one of the, one of the sessions was on leadership and using Wakelet as team building um, by Rio Ferdinand, the um, Manchester United soccer star, right? Like, I mean, it was just, I don't know. When am I going to be in a webinar with, you know, live webinar with him ever in my life? So it was very exciting. Okay. And so I got all this learning and I got very excited about it. And then the cherry on the top of that ice cream <laughs> sundae was that if you tweeted out things about what you were learning, your name went in a drawing. And I mean, maybe 10 minutes, maybe not even 10 minutes before we got on this recording, my, I was one of the device. Owners. Oh. So, okay. There were people from all over the world participating in this all over the world, like Iceland. Okay. <laughs> um, the Wakelet is out of Australia. So, you know, they're not even based mm-hmm. in the U S and um, anyway, I just, I received my um, Microsoft surface go what? that I won. So I have a new play pretty <laughs> to explore. I'm so excited. That is so cool. That kind of thing never yeah. happens to me, but I'm glad that it happens to you. <laughs> no, it it never happens to me either. This is like I'm giddy because <laughs> <laughs> this is not how my life generally works. <laughs> that is super cool. And Wakelet sounds like exactly what I want. I'm always on the search for like the perfect tool, an app or journal or whatever it is, and I never find it. So I'm I'm excited to have mm-hmm. another option. Explore. Uh, try it out. I think you'll love it. It's very cool. And um, Wakelet, the company, man, like they are very responsive to, to what people want. They've just added like real time collaborative um, components. It's it's just the coolest. Explore it. You'll love it. Oh, I'm it. so excited. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me and taking the time to do this. And 
Oh my gosh, I've had the best time. Thank you for inviting me to be yes. on. And so this was episode eight, and uh, we'll have to come up with a title here in a minute. Mm-hmm.